Fight! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another wonderful edition, end of the year edition. It's anywhere end of the year stuff, but a Franken culture, Frankensteiner podcast. We're talking end of the year 2018 WWE content. We're continuing on from last week. As always, I am Martin, your host. Uh, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Had a long day at work. I'm just, I'm just ready to talk some wrestling, talk about some of the good news we received, talk about some of the best of 2018 stuff. As always, I have my partner in crime, the big red dog, Cliff. How was your week, Cliff? Oh, my week was actually really good. I was, That's um, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm up here in Massachusetts, so we're doing this show like on the road today, which is kind of cool. I'm like, not... You're still getting your uh, your stakes and your weights in? Doing your yeah, lifting and, and your weights. running? Stakes and weights? Chucky, Chucky, Chucky. Fucking Otis. Uh, more on that. That's part of the good news from this week. Um, and we still have our newbie, Fresh Blood, here. We got the Jubaka. Jubaka. Hello. <laughs> I'm not doing it right now. I, I, <laughs> I burned my tongue earlier, so it hurts. So, like, nah, later. Every I'll time, do it at some point. Every time we do that, a, a Wookiee gets hair on its chest. Oh, that's good. I'm proud of that Wookiee. Good job, buddy. Yay, Wookiee. <laughs> I'm no. proud of you. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, let's just get right into the big stuff. Last week, let's just recap. Last week, if you didn't pay attention or didn't listen, rude. We <laughs> went over um, IGN's list of best matches of 2018. We kind of fed into our opinions on that. Uh, we also bounce back off of, you know, our, re- uh, preview, our predictions for TLC. The women's, the, the Becky, Charlotte, and Asuka closed the show, fucking stole the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it was everything I wanted and more. Like, holy cow. Like, they, like, I don't know which one of you said it. They were not out to put on a show. They were out there to fucking kill each other. Mm-hmm. Like, they were killing it. Like, and the belt went on Asuka. Like, shit yeah. here from basically Mania onward, losing to Carmella, having the streak broken, being this Naomi sidekick comedy act. You know, to, to fucking getting the belt like off. last minute, dude. Uh, straight up, when we were talking about getting matches that I, that we liked, I mean, play from the top ten shit. But that's that's on my on my ship for that reason because it was like, not only was it a great match, it was as brutal as we needed. It was emotional when needed. There was twists oh. and turns, and then an opportunity given to someone that really fucking needed to have it because technically, no one else. Uh, Either Becky and Charlotte could not get the belt and still be on top. Right. Oscar really needed it. That really helped Oscar because I think a lot of people started forgetting about how much of a badass she is. Like she yeah. is a good wrestler. I'm glad that WWE went, you know what? Let's fucking remember that. The past, made, the, pa- 
the past eight months for Asuka have not been the greatest. It, the past eight months no. really have, like, watered down the mystique and the presence of Asuka coming yeah. out of NXT. Um, like, so, there was, yeah, like, a needed. huge uh, rumor that from behind, like, that Vince really started getting behind Asuka, like, when they had the Becky Lynch segment where she had mm-hmm. to pick a replacement for Survivor Series. Like, uh, when yeah, they ran to Asuka, the huge crowd pop. Vince was like, what? Why are they popping for her? I, yeah, I was reading like, something was about like, that as well. Let's get her involved. I, I think it's a good thing. I mean, you know, nothing for nothing, Vince does some stupid shit. We all know that. But at right. the same time, when he fucking sees... Okay, he likes making money. And he knows that he can make fucking money off when a crowd yells a lot. So he went, oh, they're going to give me money. Let's get some money behind this bitch. Like, that's roughly what I saw going on. He realized that Asuka was getting the pop that he wasn't hearing. And he hasn't been hearing on these fucking shows lately. Except for, like, Becky and shit like that. It's a smart move. That's the one thing that you got to give old man man Vince some props for. Old man McMahon. Yeah. You got to hear him just like, oh, wait. I can make money off of this. They yeah, like it. It's, 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 it's once in a while, amazing, it works out. It's an amazing wonder what happens when you open up your ears. Yeah. And let's just, you know, I didn't want to touch too much on TLC because it was just besides the Charlotte, Oscar, Becky, and then Rhonda, you know, ish. Yeah. Um, let's get right into Raw. We were supposed to have this big announcement, um, rumored to be big changes, and it was kind of vague the McMahons come out <coughs> Vince, then Stephanie, then Hunter, and then surprisingly Shane Yeah, you know, uh, basically uh, the McMahons have, are, are overseeing quote unquote, I don't know if it's a storyline or whatnot, we'll see but McMahon's are overseeing anything, which means the general manager positions are gone, as we saw with Paige, you know, being quote unquote let go or whatever. Um, I don't like it. Baron being out, we don't know what's going on with Kurt, so there's some still storylines up in the air. Um, oh, there's Oscar Bliss is up in the air too. I mean, not Oscar Bliss, Alexa Bliss is Alex- up in the air. Oscar Bliss. I saw. I saw her name on the list that I have, and when I was saying, Alexa. yeah, her Oscar shit. Bliss. Uh, Alexa, what's his little angle now is up in there because of the shit Oscar Bliss. Fuck off. Okay. <laughs> so, they basically said, you know, they haven't been very, Stephanie was frank, you know, we haven't been very good job. I'm like, I'm glad that you're paying attention. Yeah, yeah that was nice. The ratings, the ratings, you're noticing that. Yeah, um, let's, let's be real. They weren't paying attention. The yeah. fucking pocketbook got kicked. So, Triple H... Shane says they're taking over Raw and SmackDown, that they're going to be responsible for giving the fans the best possible experience, and that they're going to empower the fans and the wrestlers in the back, and that Triple H is going to be saying that we're going to give the fans what they want, which, coming from Hunter, makes me feel like, okay, are you stepping up and is Vince stepping back? Because I would totally love the fact that you would take over. Because you're doing fantastic with NXT. Um, but there was really no, um, I guess, full details other than we're going to be seeing new faces, new stu- new superstars, new matches. And as of now, quote unquote, the fans are the authority. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, we do have to keep in mind that you know that we have to give him a couple, weeks, you know, at least a couple months to get that, everything wrong. That's why I'm apprehensive about having any real decision on this mm-hmm. because of the fact that, like, okay, I'm gonna give you some time. Like, I don't, I mean, straight up, I don't like the fact that they don't have Paige in the GM role, only because I like the fact of she's she's good on the mic. She's good. I wanted, I like that okay. they figured so, out a role for her. So if they figure out something with that, that's why I said I'm apprehensive about. Hating it or liking it, I'm kind of like, I will watch what happens because I like what, I like that they're trying. I like that they're trying. And that's right. the end of the sentence. They're, they're, I like that they're trying and that's what I want out of They're upfront with everything. Yes. And whether or not it's a show or they're really actually going to attempt to do something remains to be seen. Now it is the end of the year. They pre-taped Raw and SmackDown for next week, which Heaven help the people who are actually stayed to, you know, have eight, four hours or six hours worth of wrestling in a row be be taped or whatnot. Bless your heart for staying that long. Um, But, you know, New Year will come and that's probably when we'll see everything. So we have to wait a couple weeks. Uh, Going, let's start with the first thing you said you're talking about Paige. Uh, She did grow on me on the mic. Yeah. You know, being in like the quote unquote authority role, quote unquote, I kind of would like to see her be on commentary. I was thinking okay. the same thing. I, I agree with really that. I agree with was, that. That's a good call. Since we have Renee Young on Raw as the female designated voice, I definitely say, you know, we can replace you, Corey you, uh, on, on SmackDown. Make you know what? SmackDown be the wrestler voice that could be heel. You know, she'll be working with Tom Phillips and then either, you know, Saxon or Otunga, which Otunga was on SmackDown this week. I'll, I'll tell you what I think would be a smart route for this. I, I do agree with you, but I think how it should go is they should let her be on NXT for a little bit so she can get used to it on with a, a team that's still working. Because I think uh, her with Morrow and then her banter probably with Nigel would be fantastic. Exactly. So I think it'd be a good idea because also then you have a female commentator on NXT. You know, they can do that angle where Renee and Paige, the voice, the women voice of the, the two major brands. Right. You know, so I think it'd be like. I think it'd be cool to start her off there to then get her on main roster commentary mm-hmm. because it because be, I agree I agree I like the idea of that. I want I, I the main idea was the fact that I want to fucking hear her tomorrow. No, I want I think, to hear I think for me it should be Tom Page and Corey. Like I just I'm not oh, a yeah, fan I, of Byron Saxon and I'm not a fan of David Otunga on commentary. Like have those guys be on a pre-show. Like let okay. those guys run the pre-show and that's fine. But I just I like, want less Corey. Like put keep Corey on Raw because if he's doing so well, let him be the counter to Renee, you know, and then let you know whoever else give somebody be, else a chance. Right. Let Paige oh, try to oh, be the wrestler on commentary you, now. Um what's his nuts from uh two oh five? Uh Nigel. Poor man, not Nigel, poor man's Tom Phillips. I was. I mean that. I mean that in the most respectful manner. That sounds rude. I always forget his name. I can't think of his name. He's a tall motherfucker. Yeah, but like okay, I've seen him he's, live in person. When, he is like six five. But like, when you why think are about, you announcing? Go play basketball. But, you learn. Yeah, but when you think about the way that he announces, he yeah, no, is good. good. 
Yeah. So if you were to put him opposite Paige and the, 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 you know, with the whole Paige, Tom Phillips, <sighs> it might not be bad because Tom is almost like the in between because he can call the matches, but he's not as dry as that guy. And the guy's a little bit drier, but he's got a more technical call. I, I still think, and, and then you got the color coming. You got her as the wrestler that could be like, well, this is why. And I she's still like color. To, I, I would still like to see her work with Tom and put I, down Saxon. Like, I, like, I, I think that would like be interesting. Talking about like, um, in, in, Big like Joseph. Big hmm? Joseph. That That's is his big. name. That's why I feel bad that I call her Tom Phillips. Hey, which is a poorer, which is a poorer man's Josh Matthews. Dude, do you wow. remember? Wow! Yeah. Oh, that happened. It was good. Okay. Dude, it so. made me think of Tom Spiracy, that whole, like, Tom Phillips having to, like, every time he was on, how he's on camera, he has to, like, mm-hmm. squeak down because he's too tall as well. Mm-hmm. They're having him, like, spread his legs oh, to get in Mike, the Mike, shot. Mike, Mike, Tom, Mike? Hmm? I think about it's just, every time I think of Tom Phillips or, like, um, Anybody who's announcing, I just think of uh, Chris Jericho when he did his Tom, Mike, Mike, Tom, Tom, Mike, Mike, Tom. You just made the list. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. I love that. Ugh. Yeah. Anyways. So, so yeah, I, I'd like I'd like to see that. I hope they do something with her. I don't yeah. want her to take a backseat because homegirl, you know, Despite I think you think about her past and everything else like that, Homegirl got a raw deal at the end with yeah. that injury. You know, oh, yeah. she clearly has super duper passion for the business. Well, I also think it role. would be stupid on WWE's part with the whole fighting with my family movie coming out. She's going to be a com- once they put the fact that this is the page story. Mm-hmm. And then you put the 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 sad realization that because that she got injured at a young age doing something that she loves and still is trying to make sure that she's still able to be a part of that, mm. that's going to be something that take out wrestling fans, mainstream media is going to like mm. because it's a movie. And then you have Dwayne The Rock Johnson attached to it. So mm. it would be really stupid on WWE's part to not figure out something for her because you have a possibility of a superstar that can be a good bridge. Because she's not going to be fighting in the ring, so let her do appearances. Let her be on 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 commentary. Let her just be a face for WWE without having to fight because they know what her story is. I think right. it'd be smart for WWE to do that. Now, will they? Well, that's fucking retarded. And they, they won't. They won't. They won't think about it. They well, do stupid stuff. I I hope that they. I hope they do. But whoa, wow, she hopes. <laughs> yep. Um, I, I don't know about you, Cliff, but I know you pay attention to Twitter, um, often, and I did see there was a little banter back and forth between her and Zelina Vega. Yeah, I saw uh, that Zelina too. Zelina plays AJ Lee in the Page movie, um, and for those of you who maybe don't remember, which if you don't, AJ Lee is a goddess, and she is the reason why we have such great women's wrestling today. Um, because she was a bold ass bitch and even tweeted at Stephanie McMahon some things that should happen, and that's bold. She was ballsy. Um, <clears throat> she was, um, Paige's first major feud back in like what, 2013, 2014? 
when Paige debuted on the main roster, winning the Diva, the then Divas Championship on her first night. Uh, so I was kind of hoping maybe to see something, you know, since we can't see any phys- anything physicality wise, see like some banter of her against like Andrade Cien Almas and her. Right. Um, I like maybe, it. With well, yeah, maybe that, a like, girl, uh, with maybe a girl coming her, to her defense of some sort, like Naomi, yeah, and then some dude feuding with her, blah blah blah. Because it'd be a, like a promotional feud movie thing, like they do with Total Divas. Well, I yeah, because then she'd be like, "Oh, you couldn't be, you couldn't even be in your own movie, kind of shit." Like, but I, you know, was. like whatever. Yeah, I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Whatever it is, I remember seeing that now. Yeah, <laughs> she's so, really good at being a bitch. I'm oh. telling you. I love it. High five. High five, Zelina. You get Again. Hold on. Let's talk. Let's talk. If we're going to talk about the Twitter game, we got to talk about what happened with Lars Sullivan trying to step in with Becky Lynch. <laughs> Dad. Oh. We'll so get good. into that in a second. Jesus. So good. You're Go jumping ahead. ahead with things. Fuck off. So, since fucking Cliff ruined it. We'll jump into the other <laughs> big thing that happened on Raw, which was uh, six new people are going to be brought up to the main roster from NXT. Uh, don't know to where. We can make our assumptions, which we are going to do. Uh, first one is, of course, Lars Sullivan. That's the one that's <clears throat> been promoting now for, what, two, three weeks now. Uh, I still think he's going to go to <clears throat> SmackDown. You said Lars on SmackDown. Disagree with that? You said Lars on SmackDown. I had a step away. Lars on SmackDown is what I'm thinking. Um, I don't know. We already, got, we already got some big guys in Braun and Baron on Raw. So. Yeah, here's the thing. It all depends if Vince flexes his muscle and goes, "I want big men on big roster." So that's uh. my. I think it'd be smart to have him on SmackDown, so you have a big guy like that. You have a monster on SmackDown, mm-hmm. uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen. But I, I think True. it'd be smart to put him on SmackDown, but it all depends if Vince flexes the I like big guys on Raw muscle. Because that is always a possibility. It'd be appropriate because, it's appropriate because he's not a monster. He's a freak. Right, yeah. Uh, right. You know what I mean. You know what we mean. Don't <laughs> sip the tea there, Cliff, too much. <laughs> so where do you think, Cliff? I think he's going to SmackDown. So SmackDown, I'm SmackDown, Julie. I'm hopeful for SmackDown. All right. Next is uh, a personal Cliff favorite, Lacey yeah. Evans. She is a former United States Marine. Uh, I got to see her on the NXT circuit before she even debuted on the main roster. Uh, girls got some natural athletic ability. Uh, her gimmick of being like pinup style and everything else like that is totally like Divas of Doom esque, but with more sass and class thrown on it. So it's like a very unique styled gimmick with being like former Marine and 40s, 50s throwback pinup style. Like she's working it in her own way and it's wonderful. I, I love her know. sass. Oh, I love the sass too. Uh, I just don't like her homophobia. Oh, um, uh, yeah, there's that. Um, her ring work is fantastic. I think just, I thought maybe just a little bit more time on the, the NXT roster would have been great for her, especially if we see a Shayna, 
Kyrie call up. I think I thought that her and Bianca would be like the next in line with EO and Dakota, like right behind them. Right. So clearly I was mistaken. She's getting brought up. Uh, definitely in my opinion, I feel like with her background and her ability, I feel like she is bound for raw. No, I agree with that one. I think she's going to raw too. It's just, it, it just with, with, she is very marketable. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, cause you got, cause like you said, with the whole, like, she's got that vintage pinup thing, which is cool. And mm-hmm. she looks good with it. Cause there's some people that try to do it in the indies that it just, it falls a little flat. Looks good on there. She has the marketability with the whole, like, imagine her on main roster with tribute to the troops alone. Right. That right there, like but she's, that, she's definitely she, Vince's type. Because she's she blonde can, haired, blue well, eyed. Exactly, she's got the she's Vince's type. But like I was saying about the tribute to the troops, it's nice for them because then they're they'll be able to. That's another market where they'll have somebody that can actually talk to some other troops other there that's been through it as well, like they've done with other people in the past, mm-hmm. like when Road Dogs done it when because his past. Well, yeah, fuck him, but Sarah, but he still was in the military, so when right, he right. did stuff like that, he was able to talk. It gives them that. It's better for them because it gives them that relatability that that they're trying to get yeah. in that moment, which I think is a good thing. She'd be fantastic on Raw. Yeah, you could like I don't know how they would fit her in because the Raw women's roster is pretty stacked. But you know, it's it's we're gonna see what happens. We got the Royal Rumble coming up. We're definitely gonna get her. Um, it's gonna she be weird to see. She comes in and judges all the women. She she judges Bailey for being childish. She judges uh. Sasha for being bossy. Like, she comes in and just annihilates them verbally about why she's the class of Monday Night Raw, why she's going to bring it up. That would be the smart way to do it. If you're going to bring her in there, she comes in and she just cuts everybody. This is why I'm now the first lady of Raw. She was the first. I think it'd be smart to do it that way. I think she's going to go to Raw. I think she's, she's very marketable. And I think a lot of people, because it is the flagship show, they have three hours. She has an ability to just, she, she does. She's got great charisma. I love, I love her attitude. Mm-hmm. She's got, I think she's still kind of green. I think that's the number one thing for me is that she's still learning yeah. the rope there yet. But I definitely like the fact that her attitude kind of masks her, her, I guess her inability that she has in a ring. Uh, I think she goes in, I, and I have to agree. I think that's one of the things that she's, cause she is very heelish. So it's definitely, she's going to come in and she's going to bomb people. Like, she's going to see her cut down Ember Moon. You're going to see her cut down Bailey. You're going to see her cut down, um, Sasha Banks. You're going to see her cut down Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. Cause she's going to, she's going to, I, uh, I'm already telling her probably, her best feud is probably going to be against Sasha. I see her and Sasha fucking putting on bops and bangers. Oh. Yep, I agree. Because That's the what way I they, said. I think the way they both great. sell her, Lacey's execution and the way Sasha sells and everything like that, if Sasha is not Lacey's first feud, uh, someone's doing something wrong. Yeah. So, well, it, 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 right. it depends also. We have to keep in mind, it also depends if they decide to go with the tag and they put Sasha on the tag team. They're not going to do that. They, they, they should have done that a long time ago. They're not. Gonna yeah, but they're right now. They're also in desperation mode about figuring out what their fans want. And you never, I, I never count anything out when they want to make sure their fans won't leave. Well, so that's why I'm saying my little like. If she's not in there, I agree absolutely. But if she's in there, I, I don't know who she would go with next after that. Like who Probably should be Bailey, the first? But 
Yeah, but there, I, I'm saying I, if it wasn't either one of those two, I don't know who it would be. I, I don't know who it would be either one of those two because with Bliss's injury and her kind of taking this I, second I see, in order, I, I see, I hmm? see Dana probably becoming like her little muscle slash pinup girl and everything since she's all like muscle bound and everything. I see it like Divas of Doom 2.0, but um, more modern. I don't know, newer. Anyways, moving what. on. You said mm. a lot on uh, heavy machinery. As I said, something about stakes and weights. Um, pretty good comedical, comical, comedical. Fuck it. Tuck, tuck. <laughs> They're a great, entertaining tag team. NXT. Uh, they both have really good abilities and and charisma and everything else like that. Otis being the bigger guy who walks like he's always got to take a shit. Uh, is hilarious and <laughs> heroically so and, and <laughs> extremely gifted in, and athletic. Um, it, he's hilarious. I love him. Uh, easiest decision of where to put them, definitely Monday Night Raw. Run, Monday Night Raw's tag team division is hurting. Yeah, severely. they need they it. They would, they would get prime spots since there's really no tag team division on there. Uh so easiest decision. If you if you don't agree with me, you're you're wrong. Oh, okay. So I think they go to two oh five live. Yeah, totally. Totally. And then Otis eats everybody. <laughs> says, Y'all look so, like one of my steaks. <laughs> he could probably bench press one person he could probably bench press Mike Canellis with one hand. So that's an easy one. You guys agree? Yes, no? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they need to help. There there needs to be some help on the roster. So, yeah. Flipping it over, uh, Nikki Cross kind of had a debut when they were touring England, but apparently it's a full-fledged thing now. So apparently the SmackDown thing wasn't a, was, it was just a surprise. Uh, but I still think she's going. Putting her anywhere other than SmackDown is stupid because Sanity is on SmackDown. Well, that Sanity needs. They tweeted tweeted about a reunion, so I mean, uh, if that doesn't happen, that's stupid. It's WWE, so I mean, they're unpredictable with this shit. But I think if they're trying to, if we are the, if we are the authority, um. It's been all over Twitter enough. They, they, the, the themselves tweeted that out. Usually stuff like that doesn't go out unless it's slightly approved like that. Ah. So, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if that's kind of what they're expecting to do. As she's that, she comes in as a surprise interference on a man. Especially if there's a tag team match, uh, like what we saw on SmackDown, especially if there's going to be a tag team feud uh, with Sanity, since they've basically inserted themselves into the tag team scene again. Uh, Rumble would be a perfect time for her to debut to help Sanity win something or and then be in the Rumble itself. So, yeah, you're you're setting it up. You're writing it. Don't fuck it up. Right. I agree. She definitely has to be on SmackDown. Yep. Yep. yep, yep. And then uh, last one is EC3, also known as Derek Bateman. Uh, that's an easy smackdown as well, because he'd be good mm-hmm. in the mid-card. And uh, honestly, his old pro on uh, NXT was Daniel Bryan. So, yeah. I, I want to see that. 
Well, I think it'd be good for him to also, like you said, with the mid-card thing on SmackDown. So if they're going to um, put him in any sort of leadership role down the, ro- down the road, they're putting him on SmackDown, which is the show that's going to go on ESPN. It's the show that's going to get a little bit more attention. Fox. Fox. I mean Fox. Sorry, I was thinking of UFC. Nope. Sorry, I split nope. the... Opinion's over. She got it wrong. Oh, fuck off. Um, I, I was thinking, hey, they, there was literally just a switch for the other fucking show. UFC mm. is going to ESPN. Mm. Fucking, this is go, they're all switching. But anyways, mm. so them going to Fox, um, because it's going to get the attention, um, it would, it would do good for him because he could be, he can grow there. That's what I think SmackDown's going to be is the one that if they have a wrestler, that they really wanted to find, if they're smart about it, if they really wanted to find, I think you put them on SmackDown at the mid-card level, not job them out. Don't fucking job them out. We'll put them at mid-card to then go to main, main event status because it's the show that's going to get a lot of attention at the time. So, Cliff? Yeah, I think I think EC3 is, is set for a mid-card run, and I think that's just like where he's going to be. And I couldn't see him on Raw. He's just, he's athletically built. And I think because Fox wants like more athlete, athletic build kind of wrestlers, I don't see why they would put him on Raw. All right. I mean, the, the worst thing that I can see happen is they keep him face and not make him heal because he, like, He's a cock. He's a cocky heel. He's a douchebag heel, like Bobby Roode was. And I feel like face EC3 and NXT is just as exciting as face Bobby Roode on main roster. It's not. <laughs> EC3. <laughs> EC3 needs to be a heel when he comes up to main roster. Bobby Roode should have been heel on on his debut to main roster. Like fuck. So I still want to see that happen though. I would love to see him turn on Chad Gable. Maybe oh, one day. Maybe. maybe one day. Yeah, but All it'd right, be smart well, to do the heel thing for him. It would. It would. So moving on, that was the six people. Uh yeah, excited. Hopefully maybe we get more. I was kind of hoping to see more names on SmackDown. Uh, but I think six six is good for now. Uh especially since probably post Mania we'll have a shakeup. So we'll see. We'll see. We have to wait until January, unfortunately. But uh, moving on to the next part, the surprise part, I told Julie and Cliff to prepare for something. And just like last week, I fucking said, eh, we're going to change it. So So, I know I'm such a dick. (laughs) Such a dick. I am what I eat. Um, (laughs) I did my we're gonna go I have a list in front of me and you guys are not gonna look it up right fuck (laughs) I guarantee nothing now oh I color coded my notes Barton well good for you for having highlighters no they weren't highlighted I did that with font because I saved it on my computer that's how extra my ass is. All right. Well, you continue to be extra. We're going to discuss the best feuds <clears throat> from 2018. Okay. How does that sound? We're going to continue to stay positive. We're excited about the new changes. 
Mm-hmm. Coming into going into 2019, we're gonna we talked last week about the best matches. You know, we we gave IGN their thumbs up. You know, and we talked about the other best matches that were just out of our seats. Cliff finally watched Almas versus Gargano. Cliff, yeah. go ahead, go ahead and grace us with your wonderful opinion uh, uh, with that match. Uh, actually, we're just—I mean, the whole match was set up really well. I love the way it was structured. Uh, you know, like each, each guy was trying to out grapple each other and they just like, there was like three or four moments where they were just like, move, counter, move, counter, move, counter, move, counter, stalemate. And it was, it was just really cool to see like a lot of wrestling knowledge just built between the two of them and the way that they were going. I also and love the flavor on that match. All this I said, I also love the flavor on that match when, like, Candice LeRae... so much stank on it. When, when it Candice LeRae came out, was like, bah! And fucking with Johnny, and she was just like, hey, I'm done. I'm up each ass now. I love that. I was like, oh, slap some stank on it! Because, like you said, it was a great technical match on top of it. So mm-hmm. they didn't need to do the extra bullshit. The women's outside could do it. And then they also are good wrestlers too, so they were able to do moves on top of it. Well, is Lena doing the head scissor takeover? Yeah, that's what I mean. Is they're both yeah, great wrestlers so too? Into the stairs. Like, As I said, like, any sort of like extra shit, they were able to do that. They were able to put the stank on it or whatever while you watch the two other the two guys in the match do their really good stuff in there. I like, Zelina... like the hammerlock DDT from the top rope was uh, yes. Zelina yes. interfering in this match and in the um the Almas McIntyre match made oh, yeah. me want Zelina in the ring more than I wanted her as a manager. Because when she got signed, I, I I knew Rosita in TNA had some sweet damn skills. Right. And I, I kept up with her because, you know, she's fucking stunning. And us gay guys, we follow the hot chicks. And the ballsy chicks all the time. And she is both. Right. She is not afraid to let her her Latin slash Hispanic roots come out. She has a razor blade like hidden underneath her high heel. She'll cut you with with the razor blade and then stab you with the heel in the eye. And she'll just walk away like nothing ever happened. Like, I love her. She's ballsy. And when she got signed, I was like, happy giddy girl. And I was kind of upset that she was just thrown into this managerial role. Uh, three months later, I have a new love and appreciation for Andrade Cien Almas, and Zelina Vega is the best fucking manager ever to me. Right. <laughs> so, and now that, and just, just, she's so good at being hateful and spiteful. And she's got a sharp fucking tongue on her. Oh, I love her so much. Everything well, that, she does uh, is perfection. Uh, and like you were saying, Cliff, the fact that she also can do a move and it looks good. She is flawless. Because there, there's some people that, there's some women that that you've seen in the past that are managers that get involved and they go to do something and it's a half-assed thing. No, that made you, like you said, it made you go, oh, I want to watch you. Rosa Mendez, Lana, yeah. Summer Rae, we're looking at you. Anyways. No, whenever she hit that, um, that tilt-a-whirl head scissor driver, and everything. Oh, oh. Always perfection. And she looks like she puts her whole body into it. So it always made like look like it was like it looked effortless. And you know what? Good. 
she, she, you know who she, the, the, as far as like, like that whole throwing their whole body into it, because we were talking about this before we started the podcast, Cliff and I, when we were talking about, uh, the matches that we're seeing. Um, Kat from, uh, NXT, when she, uh, I mean, Casey Catanzaro, when she fucking did her fucking debut, she does the same thing. When she throws her fucking body around, mm-hmm. it's her whole damn body. Oh, yeah, when she she's throws- jumping, she's like, and you're like, yes. Yeah, she That's what that reminds me of. Zelina reminds me of that when she when she throws herself, it is everything. And same with her, because watching her on the May Young, you got to see her like fuck boom, like really. She throws what little weight she has on her. Yeah, they may be little, but they understand that they're little and they have to use their weight, so it looks bad. Yes, Julie totally took my honorable mention match. Sorry. What a dick. So, uh, so that was. I didn't didn't say the whole match. I was just using her as an example because it was a good example. Can't stop fighting. I'm not. Whatever, I'm dick. (laughs) So, uh, Merry Christmas. Congratulations, Cliff. Merry Christmas. You watched one of the best matches of all time. And, uh, I'm just proud of It's about time. It's about time. All right. So. This list, not going to say from where because I don't trust you guys. Best feuds. Uh, I want agree or disagree with the reasons why. Julie, for you specifically, quick answers. I know you can talk forever, but let's do do synopsis. uh, Cliff notes. Ha! Cliff notes for Cliff and then synopsis for Julie. There you go. Get it? Mm -hmm. Let's go. Uh, I automatically disagree with this one. At number 10, uh, this person decided to say Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. I disagree. I agree. I disagree totally. Uh, the beginning part of the buildup into Mania was great with, like, the candid camera of, like, Mickey and Alexa talking shit about Nia. Um... that was like the only good part, though. That was really the only good part because the match should have been a fucking China slash Ivory style WrestleMania 17 squash match, and we got this match that made Alexa look like she was decent in the ring compared to to, to Nia. Like, <sighs> yeah, I'm not. That's I've we've talked about this before. I'm not gonna go into oh, it anymore. Sucked. Yeah, that that's just. Gosh. Any. I... <laughs> Nope, I'm just gonna move on. Ooh. Yeah. Julie, you have anything on that? No. This, mm. Okay. Uh, number nine, they, uh, they said Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. Um, next. <laughs> the only, uh, the only thing that was great about this was the, the, the cringe of like Randy sticking like, a screwdriver or his finger into Jeff's ear holes and pulling and doing weird stuff with it. It's like, Randy, you're not supposed to have weird fetishes with this shit, especially on PG TV. Right. So, um, but best feud, like number nine of best feuds. Uh, nope. Nope. Nope, I think nope. after the list, I think we can probably come up with our own. So, yeah, let's just go on. Julie, Cliff, anything? Nope. Let's talk about feud. 
It wasn't really, it was just like, oh, we're, we don't know what to do with these top guys that make money. Let's just throw them in the ring together and just make stuff up as we go. That's what it felt like. Best part of that feud was when it ended. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that. Reminds me of CM Punk and Paul Heyman when they were on Raw. And CM Punk told Paul Heyman, do you know what the best part of Cleveland is? Cleveland. This is exactly what this feud was. Mm-hmm. Go. Yeah. Mm. Boo. Uh, this one I kind of agree with because they, they put on bangers. Uh, Shayna Baszler versus Kati Singh. Uh, I don't know about yeah. it was number eight. That was number eight. I don't know about it number eight, but I agree with it being on the list. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that it was- being on the list. I think it should be higher, uh, maybe within the top five. Uh, because I think they 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 banged out a, quite a few good matches over the oh yeah over there. Um, so I agree with it being on the list. Maybe not the number that it is. Yeah, definitely with this feud, you definitely saw like the massive improvement in Shayna. Like yeah. I was really unsure of her winning the title off of Ember, but this feud with Kyrie like really reaffirmed. I don't know if that's Kyrie's ability to sell and to put over Shayna. I think she, it's a, Shayna to me feels like more of a badass than she was. I think it's ever. a little bit of each. I think Shayna yeah. was able to improve a little bit. And then you have Kyrie's ability to make a lot of people look good in the ring because yep. she did with Ember. She just, she knows how to make people look good. So what do you think? Even her promo skills got better in the. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So. Now, like now, mind you, I think Shayna Baszler would do. Better if she wasn't a talker and had hate talker for her. Cause I think personally, she'd be better to have a heater so she can just have her movesets and stuff. Even if it was like with this whole four horse moment shit and somebody else in there talked for her and she did less of the talking. Kind of like with Roman Reign when he was in the fucking the shield. He didn't really talk a lot in there, but everybody fucking loved him in there because he didn't talk a lot, but he was badass. I mean, then they did all their shit with him after, but probably be a good idea if they do anything with her. I personally think maybe have her. She's her promos. Her promo skills have gotten better. But if they don't get better than where they are, it might do better for her to have a heater, have somebody else in her little fucking group be more of a talker, and then she's just that fucking silent killer. Cliff? I agree. <laughs> Uh, That's my clip. No, Julie. Julie has like paragraphs. I'm just gonna be like three sentences. Oh, <laughs> I'm not well, talking the rest of this podcast. And, and, then, <laughs> and then, and then, not only do you have only your three your three tiny sentences that are only like five words apiece, Julie takes them all. <laughs> we love you, Julie. I'm not Julie. talking the rest of this podcast now. Bitch, but don't be an option. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, because I number seven, uh, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. I think this should be on the list, but I think it's number ten. Their matches. I think, I think great, it's bar- is barely it. on, or not on at all. Like Dick Puncher, Dick Puncher. Where's Katie at? We need her. I know. Julie. What? What do you think? <laughs> I told you fuckers, you keep fucking getting on my ass. I'm not talking then. Don't be don't be like that. 
the stop Don't be kid, Dolph Ziggler. You ask my opinion and I will answer it. So I want your opinion. I don't give a fuck about this man. There's my opinion. There we go. <laughs> yeah, the 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 the, the baby face. A week. I don't need to get in front of right now. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 good guy versus good guy gimmick uh didn't fly. The match undersold. The dick punching was way too much. And uh, me no speaking to English, you know, was just meh. The best that's, part. That's the only thing I liked about that part. The best, <laughs> the, the best, the best part of it was the last man standing match. So that's about it. And I know Julie liked the last man standing match because I remember her saying something about it on Facebook all those years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys don't want me to talk as much, so I don't know what to no do. No one said that. Nobody said that. No, you don't want me to make paragraphs, so I don't know what to do. So I'm just trying to. I'm just going to put my three sentences in. He'll do a sentence. I'll be okay. Your clip notes are better when he doesn't talk. He's prettier when he doesn't talk. Um, (laughs) Daniel Bryan versus The Miz is number six. And I am impassioned about this one. Because I think um, it should be not six, higher. not six. Yeah, it should be higher. Now the matches, and once Brian came out of, you know, retirement and everything else like that, like the prior stuff was was the stuff that was part of the big buildup, and that was 2017. So I feel like I like in my heart of hearts I want to say this deserves to be higher but I think the reason why this was such a good feud was because of all the build up that they did when Miz was on Smackdown when Daniel Bryan was GM and I think that's really it one just that one um that one promo he cut man that's what Talking like smack fairness behind it but that was it like even when I go back and I think about this feud like they had some great banters back and forth. What really killed it for me was when uh Miz did the whole crybaby thing. I didn't think their matches were like super stellar. Mm-mm. And then and then they involved their wives in the match, which I didn't really make sense. And then I was like, nah, you know, you could have drawn this feud out. It would have been a lot better in the long run, but and I was like, time just- Maurice gets into involved or whatnot, I just I just get feelings of when she's like uh, when she went after Nikki Bella with words and everything like that, and that was I, I was living because I hate Nikki Bella. So anytime when I saw Maurice get involved and then Brie get involved, I was just like, "Girl, are you going to do this thing again and just like eviscerate them with words?" Because I love it when Maurice eviscerates the Bellas with words, right? <laughs> because she is my spirit animal, right? He said that a few times. I know that to be true now. (laughs) I want to speak French and have big titties and have long blonde hair. Hair more than anything. Goals. Life goals. So, Julie, Julie, what's your opinion? Uh, Like I said, it should have been higher up on the the top ten. I don't think it should be number six. Well, I want to know. I want. I already know your opinion on this one, Cliff. You're probably going to say it's going to be. It should be higher. So, Julie, you're going to take this one because you have a vagina. <laughs> Becky okay. versus Charlotte Flair is number five. Ooh. I don't know. That's that. 
Depending on where this this one goes, because it depends on where they place Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano in my mind. It, mm-hmm. That's a top. That's a top three. Yeah, because, because we're not done with it. Oh yeah, we're we definitely... have more to go. Mm-hmm. And what we're ending on in 2018 is far better than some of the shit on this. Uh, some of the shit in its entire run. Like the uh, way can... they're ending on 2018 with their feud is, in my opinion, is better than the entire Nakamura AJ Styles feud. And this is not even an end. Like this it's is not, definitely this is just, just they're pressing pause. I'm just meaning this is at the end of 2018. If we're going to say what was at the end of 2018, what was going on, mm. what they're ending on in 2018 is far more interesting to me than the entirety of the AJ Styles Nakamura. And, and there's still more to come. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're definitely so. they're definitely pausing this and continuing on sometime next year. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out, you know, going into 2019. But it's definitely getting paused. And right. they're gonna they, they, if they slow burn it again and just keep it simmering like a good like a good stew or a good soup, uh, then yeah. Uh, this this might boil over into probably one of the best feuds of 2019. Um, oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I also like the Twitter banter <gasps> that's going on with this feud. Becky Lynch oh, on amazing. Twitter is how she say straight fire, right? God mode. Nobody's safe. Like so, we mentioned earlier in, in the podcast, man. Lars Sullivan tried to insert himself into the Ronda Rousey. Uh, Becky Lynch and she, he got smacked down and he changed up everything. He deleted posts. He was like, he was very sorry for what he did. And it also because like, you in the face freak and then he's like, I'm the freak. She comes out like, who the fuck is this? Why, why do you, why do you have to, inter- like, Julie? Why did you put yourself in Why there? did the dumbass interject? Um, well, first off, you answered your own like question when you said the set, you know, like in that, why oh. did the, Dumb like there you go. Like, it, um, probably because there are a lot of wrestlers that I've noticed, um, over this past Becky Becky Lynch figuring out that she's gonna make her own fire. <laughs> um, there's a lot of wrestlers that have not just wrestlers, just other people in general that are making comments either towards her or about her. And I think this was just another attempt to try to, because he's going on the main roster. He wants to be relevant in the moment. This was another attempt by another wrestler to do that. Now, I don't think it was smart. I don't think it landed, you know, fucking about as, you know, so it, it was horrible. That's just, I'm not even going to use an analogy. Bad. It just didn't work out as well. Super bad. Yeah. Yeah. I just just didn't. It was not a good idea to go down that route. However, I mean, it was smart to do it against Becky because we're fucking talking about it. I guess. Think about it. I mean, it it may have landed horrible, but he was smart enough to do it against Becky, or whoever told him to do it against Becky was smart enough to tell him to do it against Becky so that we're talking about it right now. There has been news articles about it right now, and he's getting ready to go up to the main roster, so everyone's going to talk about, that's the guy that talks shit to Becky Lynch for no reason. Whether or not we think of a dumbass, we're talking about him. It was smart. It was stupid for what he said, but it was, it's a smart decision to say it right then. 
I'm just confused because anytime that he's had like a Twitter beef with anybody, yeah, it's always been with or against a woman. Yeah, I don't understand that one. Like, I'm starting to get a little concerned for you there, Dylan Miley. Yeah, someone like, might. You had. You had someone might want to explain ang- the 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 uh, optics. He had weird beef with Lacey Evans, saying that being being a mother wasn't, like, a, a full-time job or whatever. Like, we get it, you're a mom, shut up. And it's just like, really? Rude. Like, oh, okay, what are you? You eat and you lift weights. Oh, boy. And then I think at one point it got quickly deleted. He kind of said some rude stuff to Dana Brooke right after her boyfriend died. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Actually. I remember that shit because he got a lot of crap from people from that, didn't he? Uh, I don't remember because it was it was like a blip, but I I only remember reading a little bit of it. Um, I have to look into it, but yeah, like and now injecting with Becky, and it's like, dude, are you? Do you have like some insecurity issues? Right. Like, I, I'm assuming that you have a small dick, but yeah. I I don't know if I like him. He's always been kind of a controversial person anyway. Like But there's, there's controversy the to, there's there's controversy in being the business and you know making a name and then there's having a track record that makes you well, I mean, look like I, you're No, I mean in controversy stomp. why I mean in controversy why I mean that he's always been kind of like a D-bag. Like was a uh, there was like a chat forum or something like that I was reading about where he was talking about <clears throat> suicide, you know, go around and make sure you take somebody else with you. Like, don't do a school shooting, but, you know, like, take with one. Oh, or, yeah, one no, no, I saw, you. yeah, yeah, no, I saw that. He he had his, he decided to post on a message board with his comments about suicide and abortion. Again, going after something that is a, a woman's oriented, I'm not going to get political. But I'm just going to leave it as this. It's a woman's body. No one else has to say on what a woman does with her body other than that fucking woman herself. And all be all don't care religion out of it. That's it. And going back well, to the fact that Lara... As a, is, resident, you know, as a resident of Virginia, I have to second that. <laughs> and, and, but with his track record of going after women or women's issues or women the, in the storyline... The lines, optics are it's horrible. Weird. It's weird. It, the optics are horrible. Like, I get you're a heel. You're trying to be a heel on Twitter. But if you're going to try to be a heel on Twitter, I'm going to need you to go look at people who were heels on Twitter that are in the realm of you. So you need to go talk to Braun. You need to go talk to Dolph. You need to go talk to Baron. Because the what you're doing isn't heelish. It's a do- you're, you're a douchebag, and you're a creepy one at that. You're you're what Jericho called Christian. Uh, you're a CBL or CLB. Sorry, you're a CLB. You're a creepy little bastard. Man. So, I, I'm I not wrong. I don't think I like it. I mean, it sounds like you guys are best friends, bro. Oh yeah, totally. We he's the he's the little spoon. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on from that hot mess. I don't even know how we got from fucking. How do we get from you know what? It was Cliff. I'm just gonna blame Cliff. Uh, number Red Dead. Yeah, it was you. Uh go play Red Dead. Uh number four is 
Mm. Uh, Ronda Rousey versus the authority. Why do I feel like I know this list? Hmm. Ronda Rousey versus <laughs> the authority. I don't, I mean, I, if it's going to be on the list, put it maybe lower on the list. Yeah, like because match- it, because it was helpful because of bringing up Ronda yeah. and blah blah blah. And that, blah, blah. Was a, that was a banger of a match. Yeah, so it's probably gonna. I mean, maybe not four, but yeah. a lower one. Top ten, definitely not top five though. Yeah, just because of the execution of the match at Mania. Yeah, that was great. It was kind of yeah. awkward. the The buildup was kind of awkward, and the post. Like putting Stephanie in another arm bar and blah 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 blah. The posts, it wasn't really that long of a feud. So, uh, but we're not judging it based on length. So, no. Uh, yeah, you know what? You know what? I'll keep it. Yeah, keep it at that level because the payoff, the payoff worked. Because the match was, uh, the match was fantastic. The payoff worked. People were invested. It was one of the best matches at Mania, and Ronda is still riding high. So you know what? Yeah, let's keep. I'll keep it there. Just based, just based on the logics of it, but putting, putting length out of it. Yeah, I, I'm okay with it. I don't know. I have to look at things with a logical hot head sometimes. So, right. Well, that's what I said. It's fine on the on the thing. Just I would put it probably somewhere five or below. Did I have you guys make make a list of something last week? Yes. You okay. know. Okay. Like the thing. Oh, we okay. We'll go over that. We'll go over that. Don't worry. You guys are gonna do a list for this next week. So that's your homework for next week, and we'll actually do that. We'll actually do that. Um, you sit three. on the throne of lies. I don't. Sit, <laughs> I sit on the throne of plastic and smushed like. Whatever this seat is, it's not comfortable anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe is number three. Mm-hmm. How do we feel? I would swap that to five. Yeah. Are, you, are you writing this down? I feel like you're writing this down. No, I'm not. I'm just kind of doing the thinking it over of like the list so far. Oh, that's the smoke I smell. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> uh, no, I just I think it'd be better. I think it's it's fine. It's worthy of top five, but maybe not three because, like I said, uh, it all depends on where the Gargano Tommaso Ciampa and I would have put the Becky Lynch Charlotte a lot higher. So that's why I figured you'd be writing this down and try to figure out where everything goes, and if you even keep it on the list, uh, Cliff. I agree. It should definitely. It was a there was a great couple matches in that whole set. So I. I might have to. I put it at four. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't know about. It's definitely top five. Number two, they have. I think this is this deserves to be definitely top ten. I don't know where I would put it. Maybe number three or number four. Uh, maybe five. I don't know. Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler. Just because of the matches they have put out were bangers. The matches, yeah, it was a um, lot of matches. I don't know if I would put it number two. Yeah, number two, I feel a little, a little much. Like I feel I, like that's where Charlotte and Becky should be. I feel like this whole yeah. list so far is a lot of 
I agree with it being on there, or maybe it could be on a mention, but it's not in the right spot. That's what a lot right. of this feels like. That they're they're that they're, I can agree with a lot of it, but maybe not in the order that they have it. Cliff, I feel the same way. I feel like this feud is top five worthy, just not number two. I definitely think Charlotte and Becky should have been number two. Yeah. Number one, Johnny versus Tommaso. Of course, they're servingly. Oh yeah, yeah, there's 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 no competition. Zero oh my god, especially after that uh, the that, that, that Chicago street style match. Oh yeah, take over. That was. That was in general. I love Takeover Chicago. was fantastic. I love. There's a lot of matches when I was making my list about. I start taking because I had too many Takeover Chicago matches on there because that was just a fantastic damn pay per view. But that match was brutal, but was awesome because it was really good in the way the storytelling was too. Like, I'm okay with this list. Um. Now that we're done with it, I'll go ahead and say it's off of whatculture.com. I fucking thought so. <laughs> the, the, the last four started sounding like I, cause I, I, I have them on there. I read them every once in a while. So the last, the last four orders started to sound like really familiar. So that makes sense. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned at mm. why homie did not think of Andrade versus Johnny. Cause that was the build into Johnny versus Tommaso. Like right. Without that feud, we wouldn't have, you know, you know that lean in. Um, even though, again, not based on length of the feud, but undisputed era versus Mustache Mountain, yo, yeah, like hello, <laughs> Pete Dunn versus like the world, right, 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 right. Pete Dunn and company versus undisputed era. Like I have that on my list of of shit for this. Ricochet year. versus Adam Cole. Like where's that hello. feud? At? That's the feud yeah. I was thinking about. Right. right there's like there's just so much that's missing that was importante. Right. That's why I'm Buddy yeah. Murphy versus Mustafa Ali. Like not even Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander when Cedric when when Buddy won the title, just the matches that Buddy and Mustafa had on two hundred five were just like killer. Like it raised both of their stakes. I mean, hello, because of those matches earlier on in twenty in the in the early and mid twenty eighteen, Buddy became champion, Uh, and Mustafa Ali is no longer a two hundred five live roster member. He is full time SmackDown. Yeah. Like, that's a promotion. Well, because here's he the, busted his ass, and that feud with Buddy Murphy definitely <laughs> helped. Here's the thing that I've noticed, though, with a lot of these uh, these lists and stuff. It, it seems like 205 never gets considered, even if there is a fantastic match or a fantastic feud or a fantastic super bar, superstar. Unfortunately, it just seems like it falls to the wayside. And it's it's kind of sad, because I, I don't want that for those wrestlers, but I feel like that they, they kind of get... Uh, the short end of the stick when it comes to these considerations for these lists. Right. Right, right, right. That, that, that's crazy. It's because, like, even, like, Drew Galloway, when he had um, Gentleman Jack and he had uh, the Brian Christian, uh, Christopher, 
their feud against uh, Lucha House Party. Like, it was a great feud. Like, Drew was showing why they couldn't hang uh, and bang. He was like, hold up. he was excited. I thought said, it. I liked that. Hold up. You Point said Drew Galloway and the Brian Christopher. Drew yeah, Galloway is Drew McIntyre and Brian Christopher is dead. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. He died. So no, Drew, Je- Je- Drew Gulak. So I'm in. Gentlemen, Jack. So I'm in. Brian Kendrick? I'm glad to oh, Okay. Just wanted to make sure <laughs> oh. that you weren't thinking that a dead guy and old school hairless Why, Drew McIntyre. I, I heard it and I was like, Okay, wait a minute. I, I almost want to read. I needed marks with like ding, 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 ding. Why? I'll be, I'll be honest. I slept like crap too, so that's why I was like, wait a minute. I ain't gonna be the one that does. I'm glad you did. I was like, I, I don't want to be the one that heard like that wrong. I would have hated that was going because I was like, wait, I knew what yeah. he was, I knew exactly what, what match you were talking about too. That's why I was like, did I hear that wrong? Okay. Drew Galloway, yeah, so Brian Christopher. Let me go back. Yeah. So, so, Gentleman Jack, Gulak, and uh, Kendrick, when they were feuding at Lucha House Party, like, I just thought that that whole series of matches was just so good to be told on 205 Live. Like, it's definitely worth mentioning on the list. Maybe not in the top 10. It'd probably definitely be an honorable mention, but that's one of those that you, you could talk about. And I just, I don't know. They don't, they don't get the love that they deserve. Right. No, they, I'll be I'll be I'll be even honest. When I look at my my list of what I did for my own top ten, there was on my list of fifteen, I kicked off a two hundred five match because I ended up just thinking about main roster and NXT and you know shit like that. But it's unfortunate because I don't again it, it they're not considered enough. It, it sucks. It, it does because two hundred five. You know those, those people on there they they work their asses off. Because they know that they're in a weird fucking slot. They, they're they on the network only. They all, Very few people since, you know, Enzo got fired and basically ruined, you know, 205 people being on Raw. Um, only recently has Cruiserweights been back on the main shows. Well, I think what they're, I think they're smart putting them on SmackDown. Try I to... thought the Cruiserweight division should have been on SmackDown in the first place, just make SmackDown three hours, but... I've said that for millions of podcasts. Well, yeah, so. but I mean, after the Enzo, all this crap, I think right. it's probably smart for them to just be like, and 205 goes to SmackDown for right now. Funny how, like, the structure of, like, Raw and SmackDown are playing out, and we could sit here and talk about how, like, we think the how, how we think it should be structured, and you could still have the Cruiserweights be featured in a prominent position mm-hmm. on Raw mm-hmm. or SmackDown. Oh, yeah. It's trash. It's, it's I that's why. Honestly, I, that's why. What was it? The first the first show I was on when we talked about the cruiserweights. When I said that I wish the cruiserweights were like it was back in the day, as far as being featured like on the show, like it's regular any other belt. And I think not putting right, them to the wayside. They should be on SmackDown. If if especially with this move going to Fox, you know, yep. Fox is a sports network. You want to show off athleticism. Your most athletic people are going to be the cruiserweights. Stop Take us. it off of two hundred five live. Make SmackDown three hours. Hire better writers or more writers, so that way you don't stress out the, the few writers that you have writing these three hour shows. So that way SmackDown doesn't turn into a, a, a Raw where people are just like, eh, I don't know what to do. And that way you can show off the athleticism of the cruiserweights on 205 
and now you can have them be in feuds with people who are light heavyweights, heavyweights like Mustafa Ali is doing right now. Yeah. Buddy. Like, so I had to go I'm, back. I'm planning out SmackDown for you people for Fox. Let's fucking go. I had to, I had to go back and listen to the match, right? With Mustafa Ali, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan. Oh. And, uh, it landed at 054. Like, I, I didn't hear it at first. I had to go back and listen again. But you could hear Mustafa Ali say, sorry. <laughs> well, let's just talk about the crowd reaction and maybe people's reactions with the fact that they just gave Mustafa Ali the pin clean on the current WWE champion. Yep. Ah! <laughs> like, like, what? Like, we'll talk about, like, throwing caution to the wind, letting, you know, people do what they do and just, you know, rewarding them for it. Like, yeah, it wasn't, you know, him winning the championship, but, whew, like, I was excited for him. Well, like, I said it was, that, almost, it was almost exciting as Juice Robinson pinning Kenny Omega. Well, I had mentioned that earlier. You don't always need to have a there to be a good, a good match or a good right. superstar right, 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 right. or a good feud or whatever. Sometimes just having somebody that's good and having good matches makes everything. Yep, you don't need a belt to be the centerpiece of everything. You could just, you know, if you just have Boom. a good story let the wrestlers do the re- what wrestlers do and tell the story in the ring, you don't nearly need to do anything else other than that. You can build the writing off of that because the wrestling and the wrestlers will do it themselves. That's why I wish some of these fucking marks would remember that when these they bitch about it. It's like, oh, you guys keep going on about the attitude era. Well, this is kind of what happened back in the day, but you don't like it now? What the fuck? You bitch about wanting it, wanting it back how it used to, but let that happen. Let it happen. That's how it was back in the day. So let it happen. So, but yeah, that's the list from Mr. What Culture. Uh, who who wrote it? Uh, Jamie Kennedy. I don't know okay. what one that is. Who's that one? Let me see. Nope, I don't know who he is. <laughs> I on his name and all I see is half-naked pictures of Ava Marie. And yeah, I'm disgusted. So there's that. I'm not disgusted because no, I am disgusted because of Saber Marie. Never mind. The shade. The the shade. Yep. The tea. All right. So, uh, what? I don't remember. What did I have you guys make lists for? Well, flat out, it was a top ten match thing, but it. I don't know if we want to go into that whole full list. If we want to just do it quick style. Um. No. Okay. What did I have you guys do anything else? No. We really were just talking about I think we wanted to do like a top five. Okay. So, well okay. I wrote I wrote top ten down in my notes, so I did top ten. Okay. So yeah. you guys have a top ten match your own top Whatever, ten matches. However many matches. Of twenty eighteen. And I want you guys to do let's just keep it even. Let's do top ten uh your your best feuds in WWE. Since most of these lists that we keep seeing don't include 205 and NXT to a full extent. Oh, for, so for next show, try to get the 205s included? Yeah, do it. In, in whole brand. Whole brand. So I want your best rivalries of 2018. All right. And I'm trying to... Oh, 
So next week, it's going to be dedicated to all to you. To you two. And if we can get Katie or Steve on. We're going to try to... Let's, we'll, do, we'll just read off our lists, share our opinions. Um, I also want to see your... I want to hear your biggest flops. You guys wrote down your biggest disappointments, right? Yep, biggest disappointments. How many do we have each? I didn't write I- disappointments. <laughs> oh what? No, no, it was unforgivable. We no, want it was disappointment. It was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was our main unforgivable thing of 2018 that you wanted us to figure out. Yeah, let's let's do main unforgivable, and let's just do top three of the things that made you groan, or we're just like, oh god, really? Let's do that, uh, and then. Well, we already got so many top. We can just do, do a, a minor negative. <laughs> and your top five of who you're going to be watching for in 2019. Okay. That's all next week. Or that's all for right yeah, now. we're going to do that all next week for you guys. Okay, so be- so let me make sure you want us to get best rivalries. Is you that a timeless? You already did the homework for your, <laughs> your best matches. Yeah. Right. Let go review your best rivalries. Okay. Oh, that's rivalries because mine wasn't necessarily a rivalry; it was just a match too. No, nope, you got your matches. I want top ten matches, top ten rivalries. Okay, make a list, share opinions. Th- most unforgivable. Your three, mo- your three biggest flops. Okay. With the number one being your most unforgivable flop of 2018. And then your. Your top five that you're looking looking out for or looking forward to in 2019. Like, what are you excited about in 2019? Who are you looking at? What are you hoping for? You okay. know, not going too Buddy. far out into fantasy booking, but you know. Yeah. No, I definitely got what you mean. Yeah. So, so next week, our most anticipated to- thing. Yep. Next week is going to be totally dedicated to. Cliff and Julie, there's going to be no surprises because it's the last, it's going to be our last podcast of 2018. So we're going to go, we're going to, we're going to end the year right. You know, we've had, will it be three weeks of recap of 2018? I think that we'll, we'll send it off into 2019 pretty fucking well. So unlike No Way Jose, we're going to be awesome and have talent. Okay. <laughs> good. Poor No Way Jose. Oh, yeah. Poor a lot of people that come up from NXT and they get mishandled completely. That's that's really what that is. Poor anybody that they go... Sanity. We can can only hope with this Nikki Cross call-up that we have a new change. They might get the oomph oomph that they need. The oomph. Is there any other news or anything else like that? Because we actually spent a good t- chunk of time on that list. I thought we were going to go faster than that, and then we didn't. So, <laughs> um, and it wasn't all my fault, bitches. Nope. <laughs> oh, but we could definitely top, jump into these top. We'll call it top five if we want to keep things kind of short. Nah, nah. We'll make it next week. It's fine. I'm not going to well, have any surprises. I did, I, uh, I tried to make I, up more stuff for surprises, and I literally could not. Like, I was just like, I, I feel bad because I remembered I did make you guys, like, do, write down stuff. We wrote, wrote down our top five matches that we thought You're for NXT and top five for main roster. Oh, why'd you split it? Was it supposed to be split? 
remember because we were talking about it last no, week. No, I don't remember that's why I just asked the question. <laughs> we yeah. were we were talking about it about having the best matches, and then we asked the question like whether we were going to do one or both, and then we were like, oh, we'll just throw them all together. So I ended up just doing a top five for it. Why, why I did ten top? best matches from NXT and. Yeah, that's what I did too. I threw so, me in. Are they in list from one to ten, or are they just one to five for main roster and one to five for NXT? Oh, let's see. My list would be no. It's just my five favorite matches from NXT and as well as the main roster. Ah, uh, bro, you got to mix that shit together. I need you. I need you to really think and what put, put really arrange those dominoes in order. Because then I did a five honorable mention with one of my favorite matches <laughs> not even being WWE. So, uh, yeah. If that if, if your top ten is going to be mainly NXT, that's fine, dude. No one's going to hate you for it. The point, the point being that one of my honorable mentions wasn't even in the WWE. Oh, are you talking about? Yes. I guess that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it's if it's something Omega ish, is it's very Omega ish. <laughs> I mean, oh well, yeah, oh yeah, I know what match you're talking about. We're talking about Are we talking about the match of the year? Then yes. yes. <laughs> so I I guess. We could make that an honorable mention anyways and just do a one through ten of NXT and WWE combined, because I'm pretty sure you probably have some NXT matches that outrank your WWE matches. Oh yeah, for a fact. <laughs> so then just do it just make it one through ten, all of it combined, and then you can have your honorable mention be Kenny someone. My list I ended up throwing a May Young Classic match on there. As you should. As so you should, I. because there were two really phenomenal matches in that in, in like that that mm. We got spoiled with those. There was a lot of good matches, to be honest. I just think it depends on what you, what flavor you were looking for at the time. I want the ones that you know you will be talking about in the future, like in years, that you can remember. It's like, oh yeah, I remember that. Because right. Well, that's how I, that's how I look at, if you, if you ask me a top ten thing, usually I don't how everyone right. fucking thinks about it. I think about how I look at, it's the reason why I talk about wrestling in paragraphs. Uh, because it's been around my whole yeah. life. You know yeah. what I mean? No, yeah. yeah, duh. I'm a bitter hoe. Um, <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm surprised every time. Every time. You're slower. I, I don't know why they haven't made it that way, but yeah. You haven't tapped it's into why- your inner Gryffindor, apparently. I guess not, whatever. I don't know. Maybe it's because I hold the door for people too many times. God, stop being nice. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, any My parents other... raised me right. Uh, anybody? Anybody got anything else? Oh, a whole bunch of people. A whole bunch of people got married in the NXT WWE stuff. I think what was it Leo? Leo Rush got married this week. <laughs> yesterday, uh, I don't remember what his girlfriend's name is, but I know Sarah Logan got married yesterday. To oh my god, I'm gonna mess Bro. his 
Yeah, uh, they got married yesterday. On War Raiders. Oh, yeah, on War they've Raiders. been together for like a while. So, oh, yeah. it's it's great too because there was I saw a picture of her. It was on Twitter. It was a picture of her, Liv, uh, Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot, and they uh, she had a Viking wedding. Like, and it wasn't yeah. even like she didn't even have like a the, the picture I saw. They didn't. She didn't even have a wedding dress or nothing. I was like, get it, girl. You do what you want in your day. I had a Star Wars theme wedding because I got married on May fourth. May the fourth be with you. So you do what you want to do in your day, girl. Get it. Get it, son. So I know a whole bunch of people got married recently because I know was it last? Who, else? Who, else? Who was it? I, I Reece- knew about Alistair Black um, and Zelina Vega got married. Yep, recently, yep that's like the, mm, that's a, that's a sexy couple. That is a couple I can get behind. You, mm, not that way, you dick. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want go make beautiful babies with your multicultural asses. So, um, but I, I. What was that? Like I said, Leo Rush and somebody else. I can't. There was somebody else. Uh, there. Sarah Layway? Sarah Layway? Sarah Layway? Sarah Layway? I don't know. Huh? Well, it's now Sarah Green. That's her name. But she used to be, apparently she used to be a wrestler, too. A person that she, that Leo just got married to. Oh, yeah, that's her name. Okay, that's why I said. Who? <laughs> I'm pulling her up right now. I don't, I don't remember her. I don't remember her name at all. I mean, okay, so let's, no, we, yeah, we, it doesn't doesn't escapes me. You're looking this up. I'm gonna talk about this. But there's um apparently when Leo Rush got married, he was driving with his wife in the car. He looked in the rearview mirror. He saw D'Lo Brown, and no, uh, he pulled okay. over Brown, and D'Lo says, "Leo Rush, you're to do with that dope frog splash." And then he, and I guess Leo Rush looked back and said, no, you're the dude that inspired me to do that dope frog splash. <laughs> That's cool. Oh, uh, he Slater had twins. That's the other thing that happened this week. Kids. Yeah. He had, he had more kids. Yo, D-Lo, you old and fat, bro. <laughs> wow. Oh, no, he congratulated the fan that had kids. That's what it was. That's what it was. I have a my my news article thing up for WWE. Oh, no, bro! I haven't, I haven't seen a picture of him. What does it look like? I'm about to share it in the chat. Oh, please! I need to see me. Let me see this picture. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that was rude. I don't mean that to be rude, but it's not maybe maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe less sodium. He looks puffy in the face. That's what it is. And I don't mean that rudely because, like, I'm Chunky Monkey that's trying to get rid of being Chunky Monkey, so I'm saying I'm that. But maybe a little sodium or something because he looks like it's – his face looks different. He looks, like, puffy or something. At least He's just old and gotten fat, unfortunately. I'm trying to be nice, I guess. I'm trying to be like, there's something wrong. It's fine, right? I guess, I guess that's just – if he gets old, it means I'm getting old, Martin, and I don't want that. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what uh, else is newsworthy to talk about for, like, the next couple of minutes, but uh, I guess really I'm not. really hasn't been too much. Well, I mean, the most that's happened is the whole WWE supposedly became self-aware this week. <laughs> that's really what's newsworthy. We oh, no, no, no. I know, oh, I know, because oh, I brought it up in the chat. I brought it up okay. in the chat, and okay, I finally I saw a Deadspin article, too. Oh, okay. 
And I'm only bringing this up because this is, we had talked about the optics. Take fucking whatever your political leanings are. I'm putting that caveat on there. So this whole Trump foundation crap, again, take your political leanings out of it. They're, they're getting, they, they had to dissolve because of criminal, you know, criminal possibilities, whatever. They're under investigation. Well, Linda and Vince gave $5 million to them and now they're getting a whole bunch of microscopes on them now too. Cause there's a whole bunch of misinformation on their tax filing. So now I just read a, I just read a Deadspin article about it because on one paperwork it says WWE did it, but on the paper, other paperwork it says Vince and Linda. I'm like, God, when are you guys going to figure out not to be in bad news articles? Like again, take whatever your shit is, what you believe, who you support, I don't care. It's more the fact that that's just more news articles that are getting about them making piss poor decisions. Like, come on guys. You, you just had to deal with the fans and low ratings where, and now all of you guys do have being tied to some other scandal outside of WWE. I miss when WWE scandal was, did you hear about stone cold and that chair? You know, that was what you heard because it wasn't appropriate for kids. I just don't want all this extra bullshit out there. I'm like, come on guys, stop, stop being in mainstream news. Stop being in fucking mainstream news. What happened with Stone Cold in the chair? No, I, that was I'm making that up. I'm just back in the day so when it the wasn't attitude like a chair that he's angry at and he yells at Cloud or something. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. I'm really yep. confused. Is the chair okay? No. It got hurt. The guy's feelings hurt. I yeah. feel bad for the chair. You should. Okay. I'm just. I, I was using it more of a reference from the attitude. Oh. So. When they got mad about, when the controversy that you heard back in the day was about the Attitude Era being too mature for everybody. But it wasn't like all this extra bullshit, like when they had the Saudi Arabia stuff. That, so the because, chair is okay? I swear to God, Martin. It's not. It's not okay. So the chair is okay? Just now I jacked Mike again. What? Is Nia Jax the mic? <laughs> we need to the mic. Bad <laughs> uh, for the microphone. Uh, CM underscore Miller 85 on all of the social media things. And uh, Serotonics is his apparel for all of his wonderful athletic wear and gear. Make sure you check Cliff out for that stuff. And then uh, Julie is mega, mega super no, not inspirational. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can you let me finish? <laughs> I thought you were going to give me a weird name. <laughs> you, you're assuming a lot today, man. Um, yes, I am. Call, that's, that's just how I am today. Mm. With it. mm. It's the holidays. I'm stressed. <laughs> uh, anyways, you're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Julie is super motivational and working her ass off. You know, getting in the best, uh, getting her best body and best mindset on Instagram. Boom. She be throwing the videos at you and making weird faces that make your phone mm-hmm. crack. 
Yes. So where where can we find uh, your phone cra- your phone cracking Instagrams? Uh, it's a little less Chewbacca on Instagram. Uh, click on my bio. There's a link. You can find my store. We get some weird shit that I made. Um, but yeah, go on there. Talk about different stuff. If you're feeling bad about shitty days, I like to post when days are bad too because I think everyone needs to be real about it. Tired of people being like, I lost weight and there was no bad days. No, days suck. So if you think days suck, come on my t- come on my Instagram. We can bitch together about it. You can also just look at Julie's life and think, oh, my life isn't that bad. Oh man, really? <laughs> damn, damn. Bro. You're the best around, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna murder him. <laughs> That's fine. At least I ended 2018 on a good note. You think? Silence. <laughs> For all of us here at uh, Franken Culture and everything else like that. Uh, again, next week is going to be Julie and Cliff's podcast, so they will be talking about the stuff that they want and everything else like that. So definitely uh, tune in for that. And until then, stay frosty. TTFN. Bye.